Live from Brooklyn, New York, this is Stay Busy with Armand Sadler. Gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Stay Busy with Armand Sadler, where we have responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture. Uh, we are coming to a close in our summer schedule of Stay Busy content, but we thank you for being locked in throughout um, this this entire summer. Uh, we've had a lot for you. We've done a lot. We brought a lot, but you all have done a lot for us as well. So I'm very, I'm a very grateful host and head honcho, and we are ending things in a very, very special way. We'll get to that because you know, first, you know me. Armand Sadler, vegan chorizo poppy, founder of Bald Nigga Ballers. Um, I brought the thought shorts back out. My my knees are exposed. Um, baby, it's fine though. I'm 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 in a room with a lot of nice, safe people. There's nothing to be concerned about. Um, it's it's warm. It's warm. I told you I gotta savor these these warm days until it's hoodie season and light jacket season. But enough about me. The reason we are here, <clears throat> we're sitting in Brooklyn right now, and uh, it was Lil' Kim who said, Brooklyn, home of the greatest rappers. Now, hip-hop was born in New York City, and one borough who Lil' Kim might be right with the most talent is where we are currently sitting, Brooklyn, New York. Now, we got Notorious B.I.G., Jay-Z, Big Daddy Kane, Most Def, Lil' Kim, and Pop Smoke. And they're just some of the few talented and notable artists who came up in this area. What a lineage. Our guest today is looking to etch his name into the history books, and he is well on his way. He lives by the acronyms Lab Rat, Learn and Become Better, Receive and Think, and A-W-Y-A, Accept Who You Are. These mantras have taken the young rapper far since his debut project in 2016 to video game soundtracks for Madden and NBA 2K, contending for a spot on XXL's 2020 freshman list, and now Rock Nation. He's here for legacy living in the now, and creating for the future. Here to wake you up, just like his new single, Wake Em Up. We welcome to the Busyverse, HD Ben Dope. Thanks for coming, my man. Put this down so I can clap for you. Yeah, I ain't gonna hose you. I ain't gonna hose you, bro. I was in my head the way you were setting this up. (laughs) I'm like, nah, he's killing this, right? (laughs) From the the moment you started live, like once you started there, I'm like, Damn, like he need an audience. Like, <laughs> so the fact that everybody started clapping, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shot, like that was great. Thank that, you. Man. That was how that was supposed to. You know, I, I I would say I try to make my guests feel special, but we bring special people in here. So everything that I said, you you are deserving of those of those compliments. Nah, I appreciate of all of that, that for so, real. How, how you feeling, man? I feel good. Good. I feel really really good. Performances, you know what I mean. <laughs> Got me feeling like a, a rapper for real. You killed that. Nah. You killed that. You killed nah, that. So. Good. We're going to get into a bunch, but I want, I want to take it from the beginning. Born and raised in Brooklyn, correct? Yeah, facts. Born and raised in Brooklyn. Now, in the 90s. In the Nine 90s. O's. Dope since 94. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, nine O's, that's like the, the place that I'm born. Oh, okay, like, wow. Yeah, yeah, that's the neighborhood I'm from. Okay, the nice, 90s, nice, Brooklyn. nice. So take me, t- tell me about the household situation. What was playing? What were you interested in as, as a youth? 
Um, and is music something that you found on your own or was it something that your family members kind of did and you kind of, you know, jumped into that mold? Nah, so my mom's, my family from Grenada, right? Okay. So my mom's just listening to like a lot of soca music and like Calypso, country music even type shit, you know what I mean? If, or even gospel, mm. Donnie McClurkin, love him, right? Yeah, my mom that's, too. <laughs> that's how my mom's be. So Donnie was the guy. To the, point, the guy, to the right? point, like, we would have to go to his sermons type mm-hmm. shit. Like, wow. my mom, if he preaching, oh, now nah, we gone. Like, <laughs> she's about that, right? So that's what we listening to in the house and stuff like that. But my brother, he would be listening to Lil' Kim, uh, Fox, uh, Cameron, Beanie, all these people, you feel me? This is what I'm getting when my mom's is in, leaving the crib, you know yeah. what I'm saying? When he's supposed to be taking care of me, essentially, he just playing all this music. I'm getting influenced. Okay, cool. That's the fly shit, you mm-hmm. know? And then I found 50 mm. through just going through his CDs. What an you know era, man. 50's debut was Come on now. 50, 50 in New York was like, how could you not want to rap? Yeah. Like, this is the illest shit in the world. Yeah. You feel me? So that that was the shit that, that put me on for real, for real. 50 mm-hmm. was like the moment. But as I said, my brother was the one that kind of got me into just hip-hop just mm-hmm. because of his collection, you know? How much older is your brother than you? 13. 13 years older? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so exactly. he's, he so was hip to... He's doing... You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he's yeah. active. He's moving out in the world. He's really in tune with what's going on, and I'm just kind of just getting shit. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. That's that's fly. You know, I'm finding my what I like through the shit that he had going yeah. on. You know what I mean? And then deviated to find well, my own shit. Would you say y'all are super close? I know me and my older brother, we, we shared a room growing up, mm-hmm. and he... I like to consider him a very, like by the book clean organized guy and i like to say i'm like my life is kind of organized chaos like like my room i know where everything is it might not look the best but i knew where everything is that kind of situation and mm-hmm. then as he went to college our relationship got a lot better because distance absence makes the heart grow fonder yeah so what, what would you say for you and your brother's relationship me and my brother like that's it's one of those like it's a bond where it's like you know that's love mm-hmm. it's one of those types of relationships me and him because sitting like we can have real conversations but at the same time we can also all right you you do your own thing yeah i'm doing my own thing type shit you know what i mean we yeah. he respects me as that and i, I feel like that's the dopest relationship to mm-hmm. have you know what i mean and you, that's ill bond you started rapping when you were nine years old yeah i started writing shit right. down you know what i mean like just i was writing stories heavy mm. you feel me i was writing stories and um through that, obviously, when I'm listening to all this music, I'm listening to 50 and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm trying to rapping too. Like, mm-hmm. it was shit. So I started writing stuff down. And then eventually that, you know, turned into me recording. What What was the thing, like, you know, they loved asking you when you were young, what do you want to be when when you grew up? What Was it was it rapper or what was the thing before you, that? Man. I ain't gonna hold you. I was nine, right? And I I was in like... It might have been like a science fair, like an art fair, one of them things. Basically, it was art. It was definitely art. Mm-hmm. But you know, like you presenting the art, you know what I mean? All the kids is presenting the art and the parents is there. Ooh. So my little shorty in, when I was nine, right? Her mom's is there and she's kind of, oh, okay, show me what you got. I'm showing her my little piece. She's like, <laughs> oh, so what you want to be when you get older? I'm like, I want to be a rapper. Mm. She's like, oh, okay. And I walked away. I'm like, damn, why I told that lady I want to be a rapper, man? <laughs> but look at me. Fucking rapper. You're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I kind of knew. I knew what I was I was going for. Yeah. So started writing at nine. And then, if I recall correctly from my research, you started recording at 14 and took it seriously at 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 16, 17 is, I would say, 
uh, I was taking it seriously, yeah, around that time, mm-hmm. for sure. And what were those early stages like? Like, I, I told our, our last guest, like, I, I've jumped in the booth before, played mm-hmm. around, and, like, it's just kind of nerve-wracking. It's like, you know, you, you, you could spit something, freestyle with your boys, smoke, freestyle sure. is fun. You step in the booth, it's, it's a little nerve-wracking. Um, so for you, like, those early stages, like, what, what were those like? See, the thing is, I was recording early, early I was doing a lot of it in the crib by mm-hmm. myself. Just my mom was working, you know what I'm saying? My brother was out doing what he was doing. So I'm in the crib. I had a lot of time to myself, so I'm just recording. I'm essentially getting to, like, find my voice, mm-hmm. essentially. But then I'll also be with uh, my mans up the street, you know what I'm saying? We'd be recording, and then I'd be in school. I would take my shit to school, and mm-hmm. we'd be recording with them. So I kind of, like, was able to have a lot of time to just get comfortable and I was with a lot of people that I was comfortable with you yeah. mean, early on so it, it didn't take too much for me to get comfortable on the mic even when my shit was ass you know what <laughs> I mean I was super comfortable yeah. rapping you feel me yeah who would you say is the first person that like believed believed in your ability to become a successful rapper um so this kid Richie Richie from New Jersey right Jersey Richie, Richie Smalls right <laughs> um I had this mixtape out and Richie burned uh, the mixtape on the CDs, right? Mm-hmm. He was going around to his school just giving it out to people. That's hard. And I was like, damn, if I can make somebody, like, if this music can get somebody to feel that, like, to where, I, yo, I got it on my own. I ain't ask him to do any of that. Just like, yo, I feel this. I got a connection with you. Let's go. Yeah. It was like, okay, if the music could do that, then it could reach. Mm-hmm anybody you know what i mean yeah like i feel like if you could get one person then you can get millions so yeah that was that was my motivation right there brick so by brick. shout out to my man richie and shout out to richie jersey like i said jersey we here you feel me <laughs> yeah. but um what the I, so i know as far as like dsps reflect your first project came out in 2016 but i'm sure you put out like mixtapes and yeah, stuff thanks. prior to that so what was the very first year and like the the, the title of your mixtape and just kind of looking back how, how do you feel about that um so since now four comes out, this is twenty twelve, thirteen, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like where I was at, I was in that space of you know really like rapping, like mm-hmm. that's that's where I was. I was really just trying to show people I could rap, mm-hmm. I could rap. I was in that place, but I was also trying to um, show signs of the artistry, and I feel like even. Then, like, I knew where I was going. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the biggest thing that I could say from that time. I knew where I was going back then. Mm-hmm. Coming up in New York, man, like, it's, 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 I assume it's inspiring knowing how many legends came from New York. But do you feel like there's, like, a pressure as well? Like, a standard nah. you feel you have to meet? Nah, 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 nah. I mean, the standard that I got is, is me. Like, right. Niggas around me, you know, I'm difficult, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> based off of, nah, this shit gotta look like this, it gotta feel like that, you know what I mean? So, that's the standard that I set for sure, but, like, the pressure to live up to anything, I mean, I'm trying to be the shit that I, I got in my head, you feel me? Like, mm-hmm. that's where we going, so, that's the only pressure I deal with, but this other shit of being what people perceive you to be and all of that, it's like, you're gonna land where you land, mm-hmm. but I know where I'm going, you know? Yeah. I read I read an interview you did in uh, 2015 from the Backpackers. You performed in Paris yeah, in 2015. Facts. Talk facts. about that. That was all right. So my first show was um, 2014 in Paris, right? Okay. So shout out to Batty and and France, right? Overstand was my guys. So I had this show in July 
at SOBs, Sean mm-hmm. Price. They booked that show. That's hard. Sean right? Price, that's hard. Rest in peace. Right? So they booked that show. And after that show, he was just like, this is the first show I got paid for, by the way. $100. Mm-hmm. Right? They booked that show. And he's like, after that show, he's like, yo, I'm going to get you to Europe. End of this year. I'm a, it's it's going to happen. All right, cool. Niggas be talking. <laughs> End of that year, I had a show in Paris opening up for doppelgangers, right? Wow. Opened up for them. Uh, and this is the first time that I seen like somebody wearing merch out in public. First time. You know what I mean? So this is like, okay, cool. Like, this is possible type shit. And we were sitting in this hookah lounge for a little bit. And mind you, it's getting close to showtime. So I'm kind of like, whoa, what's going on? He get a text message. They're like, oh, okay, so um, too many people's here for you, so you got to do an hour. Okay, bet. So I'm not prepared to do no hour set. Get up there. Forget all my words. <laughs> forget everything. I forget all my words. Well, was it, was it nerves? forget all my words. Was it because of nerves? or? It was because I wasn't prepared. Right. for. I didn't have an hour set prepared, so I was just thinking, oh, wait, hold on. How am I getting through this? You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. But I was getting through songs and then for, forget. Run it back. <laughs> forget. And it was, you know what I mean? It was one of those. But I was able to, you know, go back, redeem myself. But I say all that to say, Europe was like one of those markets in general, just the, the European fan base they took to the music, you know, especially in Paris. Uh, it was Sweden even, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was a lot of places in Europe that, I enjoyed, yeah. you, know, you know what I mean, getting to go to plenty places in France. Metz, France, definitely one of those big ones. Grenoble, mm-hmm. they got these mountains, bro. Mountains. I'm sitting on the train. Mind you, I wasn't even able to perform at that show because I lost my voice, right? Oh, man. And I'm sitting on the train. I'm like, damn, this shit really looked like a postcard. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> like, that shit is crazy. Like, I think all those times I was still on that, that journey of, like, trying to get it. You know what I mean? Because I was yeah. away from home. Still trying to figure this out. Like it's just me, mind you. Mm-hmm. This, this is not. I, it wasn't to the point where it's like I could go bring my peoples out. This is just me out in the world trying to figure this shit out, right? Yeah. But it was moments like that. That's like okay, word. This is this is real. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you getting to actually experience life and shit like that. You yeah. know, because we be on this race nonstop. But take moments like that. Especially to get a taste of the overseas, like, so early on. Like, people dream of that. Like, some people don't see that till the end of their yeah, career. So nah, for sure, for, for sure. you to get and that so early is, like, that's that's amazing. Right, right, <laughs> no, 100%. And, I mean, I, that's really just the internet more than anything. That's mm-hmm. really what I could say thank you to, you know. The internet allowed me to be in that space because I understood, okay, there's how the internet works. It's like you could go find a community. That's how this shit works. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like, you go find the people that want to fuck with your shit i always say it's like everybody has a fan base everybody not might not be able to find it and that's really just based off of like all right well how stubborn are you right you know what i'm saying like (laughs) (laughs) and and the good stubborn because obviously that can but you need to be a little stubborn in this shit yeah be a little delusional anything with a grain of salt you feel me that's facts that's facts and your debut project it's pronounced feast be the journey peace be the peace with an h is yeah yeah, so h is in there yeah talk about that P plus H, uh, that's a nod to Dom Kennedy. Peace mm, plus uh, okay. Peace and Happiness okay. on the Yellow album. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Crazy. I love that album. Love that. That was one of my, I'm riding, riding through that shit. So that song was, uh, you know, one that resonated with me. So I just wanted to nod to that. And then Peace Be the Journey is from the movie Cool Runnings. Yep. You seen that? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. so, you know. 
peace be the journey, it means cool runners. But I was going to name the project Cool Runners, but I was just like, nah, that's not. Mm-hmm. So peace be the journey. The cover art is dope too. I really love the cover uh, art. Nah, for sure. <laughs> and shout out to to uh, um my my man's dog on a on a cover lady. Mm-hmm. She rest uh, rest in peace. But you yeah. know, I I thought that was such a, a ill way to memorialize her. You know what I mean? She's yeah. living forever. That's ill. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So, from Peace Be the Journey, you released Cayman, Rev Run, Bird, Broken Dreams in 2020, and then you hit another milestone in getting a track placed on Madden 21 Top, and a, yes. you had to put that together in 72 hours. Yeah, talk about that process. So the process for Top, I had a version um, that I was going through, right, and I was just like, mm, this is cool, but. Mm-hmm. Something about it ain't really hitting, so I came back to it. Uh, however, I don't remember if that was the third day, whatever, but it was time later, and I'm just like, Oh, nah. when I found those that sample horns, I was like, That's it, that's it. Mm-hmm. Second, I, f- I found the sample, put the drums under it, made the made the record. How I work basically is like, I put like a little drum loop together, you know what I mean, just something quick. Record over that, and then I'll build all the instruments, all them breakdowns, all the strings that's on there. Shout yeah. out to my man, John. Um, all that shit is placed in there after, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Once I just get the vocals down. Have you always been producing for yourself? Yeah, yeah. Wow. For sure. Like, I started out just on it. I used to produce on um the PSP. There's this game <laughs> called Tracks Pad. <laughs> that's crazy. Facts. <laughs> Facts. That shit is hard too. PSP's a throwback. Lie. Yo, if, if you ain't have a PSP, you, you ain't have a childhood. <laughs> nah, and, 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 the PSP was That fire. system was so ahead of its time too. OD, I like, want one now. And, me too, honestly. Me too. Sony. Like, Come and, on. And, and, and they kind of tried to run it back with the PS Vita. I, I never got one, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, know I if didn't those were dope. Those but either. man, 2005, 2006 with a PSP, like, that's those PSP good days. They make me feel shit. old too, bro. <laughs> 17 <laughs> years ago. That shit was just a good ass time, bro. Yeah. That's time. And you also been featured on NBA 2K and UFC. Yeah, the 2K thing. I was uh, I did the like halftime show for the 2K league. Wow. That was hard. It was on ESPN. Mm-hmm. That was like the first time on TV. My granny seen that, bro. That's <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I was ill, but that that was a, a cool moment for mm-hmm. sure. Where, where, where was the uh, the performance at? Like, uh, no. So that was during the pandemic. Oh, okay. So, it was virtual. Yeah. Wow. So I, we did that in a studio in Brooklyn. That's the mm-hmm. thing. If you Granted, I don't know if you could see that performance, but, like, we shot it in a studio in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I went to edit that shit, and then mm-hmm. it's on TV. It's like you, one of those. You edit video, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to. I used to. Well, well what don't you do? <laughs> Yo, man. <laughs> if, if, it, if it's something that required, that's necessary for me to get this rap shit out. Yeah, you'll learn it. I'm going to do it. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like, that. that's just how it go. I don't need to be the best at everything right. else. You feel me? Like, I need to just be able to know how them shits get done. So mm-hmm. at least when niggas come to me, you know what I'm saying? With like, okay, um, let's say somebody is coming to me about cover art or something like that. Yeah. I could, and let's say they, they ain't really put a, forth a job, but they, they trying to sell it to me like they really did something. Right. Being that I understand the world, I understand the language, I could be like, yo, you, you can't you can't bullshit me. You mm-hmm. feel me? And that's that's why I think it's just important to understand language, just so you know you can one just communicate, but also so if you're building a business, you don't want people to be bullshitting you. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah, and that's that's really refreshing to hear because you know I I talk to a lot of different artists who, and I understand money is a thing. It's tough, like it, 
you know, you kind of got to figure that out. But there's a lot of artists who are like, I need, I need. And it's always like outsourcing. And rather than like being just like, yo, I'm going to just do this shit myself. Yeah. And a lot of them will feel like their careers are held back because they need other people to do things rather than just like sitting down, locking in. Like, I'm going to figure out Photoshop. Mm-hmm. I'm going to figure out this video editing program. I'm, I'm going to figure out these yeah. different things. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, some people just don't necessarily got the time and shit. Like, right. I'm not saying that you need to actually go figure out everything, but like, at least, you know, have an interest in it. You know what yeah. I mean? Even the people that's around you doing the shit, just, all right, cool, let me just ask a couple questions so I know a little bit. So by the time, the next time I go into the shit, I know a little bit about what I'm talking about, you know? Yeah. That's just all I'm saying. I don't think everybody needs to be hands-on because everybody don't, it's not necessary. Different Realistically, different like, because even me being the person that's doing everything, like, wants to, you know what I mean? Control it. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Really, to run some shit, you cannot move like yeah. that. So, like, even that come with its own struggles. So, yeah. you know, it yeah. just come with it. There's, there's definitely a time that, uh, or a point you hit where having a team helps everything. Your team sure is here that now. Shit is all, all great people. Um, but you know, I think, I think in those, those early stages where, where you're coming up, like mm-hmm. a lot of them immediately feel like, oh, I, I feel like I'm, I'm the dopest and I, I need this. And it's like, it's great to have that confidence, that level of delusional confidence, but it's also like, you kind of gotta, kind of gotta yeah, grind yeah, yeah. brick push by brick. Your, push your car. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You start yeah. pushing your car, people going, oh shit, you pushing this car, they going to help out. You feel me? How did it feel to be in contention? Yeah. Or Double XL's 2020 freshman list 10th spot. Like, that's, that's man, I, I think back to all of those lists. Like, you know, Drake was on there. Nipsey was on there. Mm-hmm. You know, the 2016 one, Drake Yachty, Uzi. It? Yeah, Drake was on there. Okay, 20, was know. it 2010, I believe? 2010 with Nip? Yeah. Cuddy might have been on that one, too. Yeah, I know Cole it was either t- 2010 or 20, 2009. But, yeah, the, the, they were they were all on there. Maybe Drake wasn't. Yeah, I don't, I don't think know. Drake I, I got to check that. Drake yeah, wasn't. I don't think Drake and Nicki wasn't on Okay. Uh, okay, thank you. Yeah, you're right. Drake you're right. Cuddy, Nipsey, cool. all of them. I'm wrong. Hey, I, I make mistakes too. But, but players fuck up. Players fuck up. But, but how did it feel to be in contention for the uh, the 2020 Double XL freshman list, man? I mean, we care about winnings over here. You feel really? me? We yeah. here. We here for the wins. That's yeah. what we here for. So, you know, we here to work. Mm-hmm. That's all I mean. That that shit is dope. Don't get me wrong, because yeah. obviously the nod, you know, being being uh recognized in that sense. Do you you in your bedroom trying to do this shit, you just want to be seen by these people, essentially, right? Yeah. So, like, in that sense, it, it's dope. But, obviously, the competitor in me, you know, all right, cool, let's go to work. Mm-hmm. You know? That's all that is. How how do you handle moments where you are rejected or feel like you failed or, quote-unquote, take an L? Honest, being that, like, I come from the world of, like, I right, will do it yourself, right? Mm-hmm. That is a, like... You always look at self first, right? But when some shit happens, so if something's going on, it's like, all right, well, all right, what am, all right, we gonna just do do this? You feel me? Like mm-hmm. that's just how I naturally react. So rejection and shit like that is like, I've watched too many people at one point like this, and then all of a sudden, oh, yo, this this guy, he's the, I've seen it happen too mm-hmm. many times. So it's just like, if somebody is saying no to me right now, it's like, well. You'll probably say you'll come around. Yeah. If you don't, it's not about to be the end of mm-hmm. my life. Like you feel me? Like yeah. it's a mad life to live, bro. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the best feelings is turning a no into a yes in the future. Yeah, like it's it's and for multiple reasons, people will initially turn you away, and then there there's moments where you just become undeniable. Right, and but oh. that's that's the thing. That's what we do. Like you feel me? Like put in the work for that. They ain't gonna come around. Mm-hmm. I know the same thing I said. 
with the with the project that mm-hmm. that mixtape, I knew where I, where I was going back then. Yeah, they gonna come around. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like we know what we doing. Yeah. One thing I've really loved in rap recently is producers, and I think social media has helped a lot with this. Producers being a lot more visible. Mm. And really advocating for themselves and pushing themselves. And you've worked with some great producers, Dizzy Banco, of course, Facts. Earl Shout on the beat. How, how, how did you connect with both of them? And what's what's that process been like? What do you feel like you've learned from them? Yeah, so Earl was, um, that was like even a shot in the dark for me. Mm. You know what I mean? I was just trying to see like, damn, I wonder if Earl would want to work on something. You know what I mean? Just, just reached out, my people reach out or whatever. And he was down to work. We went down to Atlanta and... um went through a bunch of beats, you know what I mean? Just vibed off a couple stuff, went back to the crib and started putting that project together fully. Um, so that was a dope process, just working with Earl. But mm-hmm. me and Diz, we linked up end of last year. Mm-hmm. And that was just, he heard the stuff that I did with Earl, mm-hmm. ironically. And then I found Diz just off of uh, this freestyle that he had on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So we just found each other around the same time, started talking, whatever the case was. And then maybe like, two three months in we uh started working on music you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and history yeah history we got some records <laughs> yeah one other thing i i loved in doing my research is i discovered some remixes to a lot of your tracks done by dylan sits and tape machines and they have they have an edm feel to them yeah. and I, I love artists who don't limit themselves obviously rap is very expansive there's a lot of subgenres within rap and hip-hop and a lot of different things you can do but also stepping into that edm realm is like mm-hmm. there's a bag out there mm-hmm. <laughs> there's money to be made made doing that so is that something that they they approached you to do is that something you wanted to do yourself like how did those come together yeah so basically those records um i released them with epidemic sound right mm-hmm. so they work with them and my man dylan he he's goes crazy with all the remixes so anytime i drop a record you know they'll oh shit let me see what i could do with this you feel me like that's how that always ends up yeah. working so i mean i obviously there's a very big thing that we have to discuss that has happened uh with you recently signing to rock nation man how did that process come together and well, what did it feel like to sign that deal with such a just a, a prominent important entity within music i mean obviously hove is involved and we've seen you know meg the stallion works with them and the griselda guys and a bunch of different other people meek is associated like what how did that come together what did it feel like honestly that 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 was like just a culmination of the work that Mm -hmm. we was putting in you feel me like yeah i feel like there's just been a lot of excitement around just what we was cooking up you feel me so i think that's what uh energize rock to you know want to be like yo this is the guy <laughs> yeah. you feel me and and i think that that's the most important thing for me on my side you know because it was just about having music and having this this energy that somebody like a rock nation they understood it because it's not about all right cool go get 10 million numbers this week do that first and then we're gonna come look at you they was like nah we see what you're doing. Yeah. We understand what the energy is. We understand where this is going. Mm-hmm. And that is what I'm focused on. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I said in that article, it's about legacy. Yeah. You feel me? So them just understanding that this, the noise that we created is just, it's minuscule. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Compared to where this is going. So yeah. they got it. 
Yeah, there's a quote that um the um the co-president Shari Bryant said. She said, "Between the charisma, the style, the energy, the lyricism, and his unique creative approach, it was clear to us that we needed HD to be a part of what we are rebuilding here at the Rock Nation label. We are excited for the world to see what he has to offer." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on, that's the OG Shari <laughs> Bryant, bro. You feel me? There's not really nothing to be said there. Like that, that I feel like that captures it all. I think She's you can get that too. from this interview too. She's different. She's one of them, like mm-hmm. one of them for real. Yeah. You know. So I'm just honored to even you know have somebody like that speak about me like that. That's ill. Yeah. I, I feel like my listeners would be upset if I if I didn't ask this. Have you have you met Hove yet? <laughs> <laughs> Listen. You know how they be talking, like, when people mention things about Hove, like, yeah. shit just start happening? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can't. I'm not even going to. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, I, I just got to make sure I'm solidified. Right, right, you feel me? Right. Let's let the ink dry I, a little I, bit I, I before I start talking I, crazy, you know? No I'm just going to chill. You know what I mean? No but, problem. Hey, respect <laughs> to those. He said a lot without saying a lot. <laughs> Word. That's awesome. That's I I, I know uh, something else you do the free versus series with uh, Erickson Cornell, who's a really really it's talented guy. just Shout creative director. Like how did what well, what was the the thinking behind that? It's crazy because okay those free verses, that's not with E. E shoot all the music videos. Mm. The free verses is me and Juke. Okay, right. So those were just I'll come up with these verses. You know what I mean. Sometimes I'm finishing these verses same day that we dropping. Mm. We'll be finishing the video 30 minutes before it goes up. But that was, like, such a fun moment. And that just came from, I'm big on dedication to Wayne. Like, that yeah. was, mixtape Wayne is is me. But dedication to is, like, my shit. Yeah. You feel me? So that, that energy was always exciting to me. And then even, you remember, like, Good Fridays mm-hmm. and shit like that. Zippy share links yep. and just, you know, that mm-hmm. type of shit. I'm excited. That shit used to excite me. So it yeah. was like I wanted to give that type of energy. So it's like all right, every week we just going to drop these videos. And this, you know, me, the way I was moving about it, it mm-hmm. just had that same feeling, that urgency of, you know, that time. Like mm-hmm. it brought me back to that. So was, that was a fun time for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. We were talking about it off camera. Like you asked me what I felt like my prime and but the like the time I just enjoyed music the most. So I want to flip it back on you. Like. As as a rapper, but also as a fan of, of of the genre, like what what do you feel like is was your your time where you were just like, this is the greatest, like music is at the greatest it's ever been. Yeah, it's probably in that like, Twisted Fantasy is what two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. Yep. Yeah, so probably like in that realm because the way the internet was just moving with mm-hmm. music, you just, there's so much shit that I was just finding at the time, just mad random underground shit because I was on that piff heavy. Yep. You know what I mean? Just find the random shit. I found Mind Cole. Wire, at, Kaza, <laughs> all those. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I found Cole at that time. Yeah. Like, just mad of that music. Well, not Cole 2009, but you know, around mm-hmm. that same time. So yeah. that definitely, and then even beyond that, um, when we got, what, 2014, this is when that, that sound starts to change because we get Travis yep. at that time. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that heavy 808 shit starts to, like, really start to move in music, and I feel like that was an exciting time because, yep. like, the change. And obviously, you know, people like Lex Lou, you got to give them the nod like, Absolutely. for that. And beyond that, Juicy J, we could go on forever. Yeah. But my point being is that switch in 2014, like, I feel like we got to really pay attention to that year, that era of music, because that really changed a lot for hip-hop, you know? Mm-hmm. And now, 
you know, in 2022, and I appreciate the question you asked me about, like, how I critique music and talk about it. Because if you scroll through Twitter or Instagram or all these music blogs, everyone is saying, all these rappers are mid now. All these rappers are trash. Music has no staying power. This, that, and the third. Does that... Does that make you feel any kind of way as as you're coming up in this space and trying to make more people aware of you and establish yourself? Like, how how do you feel about that? Um, I mean, I feel like obviously it's I guess it's the artist's duty to make people feel. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that's important. Um, so you can't ever really fault the people for like saying that they're not feeling. Mm. Um, but for me, it's. A matter of like, okay, if the way you speak, you know, the way you think kind of controls like the, well, the way you speak controls the way you think, pardon mm-hmm. me. You know what I'm saying? So if you're speaking like that, it's kind of like, all right, well, you're not opening up for whatever the fuck it is that you're looking for. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think you have to redirect the way that uh you're looking for things. But at the same time, again, it's not. On the people. It's mm. on the artists. So mm. at the end of the day, it's on the artists. You got to go reach out. Go grab the people. That's it. So, mm. you know, me at, in my job as the artist, reach out, grab the people. Yeah. Niggas going to feel it. How do you feel about the current movement? Uh, a lot of New York drill artists are just sampling everything and turning it into drill songs. Like sure. literally in, in my column this week. I wrote about one song that sampled Drake Marvin's room, and I wrote about another song that sampled uh, Maroon Five moves like Jagger. Both of them were yeah. dope, though. I'm not gonna front. Like both of them were dope. Ah, like this is super hard. <laughs> like, like you hear something that are hard, you hear something that that miss. But a lot of people feel like, and I, I'm really just in your perspective on this. A lot of people feel like New York rap, some a, a subsection of it, they're trying to find their identity because they're trying to do what Atlanta's doing. They're trying to do what Cali's doing. They're trying to do what UK is doing. Like, And I think that's – personally, I like it. I like that you can have a Lil TJ. Then you can have a Cardi B. Mm-hmm. Then you can have a Pop Smoke. Then you can have an HD Ben Dope. And you can have Jim Jones is still cooking. Like, There's a lot of different things you can get from that. But a lot of people are using it as a way of downplaying New York currently when we have none of this without New York. So how, how do you feel about – rappers in new york kind of expanding beyond the typical new york boom bap backpack type sound i feel like uh the fact that that's like trying to be held as like this is the only mm-hmm. you know what i mean like boom bap is the only thing mm-hmm. that that's a strange ideation because it's just like it's just been mad different sounds from new york like why don't we even talk about like the rockefeller sound yeah. as like why isn't you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Kanye, heat makers, all the things they was going stupid. Why isn't that mm-hmm. like the the major sound? So I don't know. I feel like that is just very specific to you know who's speaking on. Like this is what it's supposed to be. I feel like major thing is the feeling. That's all people are looking for. It's yeah. just feeling. You know, people just want to feel something. And I think the music that you know people are making right now is making people feel something. You know, like, it's a reason why it, the the drill scene is moving the way it's moving. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it did what it did for a reason. It made people feel something. So, you know, you just got to respect the feeling. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite bars from you is, I can eat, eat the whole month. That's a $20 flex. Mm-hmm. How are you stretching the, the, the $20? What you eating? Damn. 
That's that's definitely a lot of ramen. You know what I mean? I'm doing the ramen for sure. I'm gonna go to the Chinese restaurant one of them days. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Get me some fries. Mm-hmm. Bust down fries. Two wings. Mm-hmm. Might do one depending on how I'm feeling. You know okay. what I'm saying? But definitely the ramen. That's my go-to. And mm-hmm. I might do some ravioli. You know Just Chef Boyardee or yeah, another yeah, yeah. Chef Boyardee. Come on, come on. Come I haven't on. had Chef Boyardee in a minute. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I might do have to the go chef. back to my roots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do the chef for sure. Pause. Word, word, word. Um, some of my favorite songs by you, and I've obviously been listening a bunch. So, Gross Net is my absolute favorite favorite song that you've done. My absolute Appreciate favorite. That. Gross Net is my absolute favorite. But then you got Cayman, you got Really Might with uh, Earl on the Beat, Hard Bands Two. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Chutzpa? Chutzpa? Kutzpa. Kutzpa. Uh, Chutzpa. With, with well, that's H. really how it's pronounced. Chutzpa. Is, 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 is that's that like, like a... confidence. It's, okay. it's a, a Yiddish word. Yiddish word for confidence. Learning new words on stage. Look at what HD is bringing to this balls. platform. Balls. He's got balls. <laughs> you know? He's got chutzpa. But I, I always like to, to ask the artists that we bring on, if you had to make a HD been dope get to know HD been dope playlist five songs that you would tell someone to listen to to really get a sense of you as an artist hmm. what would as those five artist? songs be you as an artist or you you as a person you okay. can take this in any direction you want because I've, I've I've found some some guests they'll pick songs that they didn't make like the, the, they'll give us songs that they were inspired by growing up saying like you listen to these five songs you get me other artists will say their own music so you Crap. can take this in whatever direction you, you want Right. But five songs to get to know HD been dope. Okay, definitely. Wow. So, I feel like this might be premature. Okay. But, me and Dizzy, right? Mm-hmm. We got a project. That, that's your, like a collab project you're working on? It's five records. Five records, okay. All five of them records. Those five? Drops mic. When, when's that project coming? I don't know if I can tell you that. <laughs> That's right. Hey, you know, Come you got to ask. You got to ask. You got to ask. Come on, man. The ceiling might fall It's all good. It's you all good. I mean? It's all good. It's you all know good. I'm with the rock people I, now, I, I right? I do. I do know that. I, I do told know that. you. I don't, I don't want no problems, Lenny. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. I don't want no problems. <laughs> we don't want no but, problems. But, but, but those five, you feel? That's me. All the way. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Something to look forward to. Mm. You've got this, your your rapping style, as I, as I watch the performance, like, uh, we had an artist, Jacques Lane, on here. I don't know if you know Jacques, but um, he he said, you know, people have told him it sounds like he's rapping for his life. Like, it's as if he has nothing and he's doing this to get to a place in life. And when I listen to you, there's a charisma, there's a confidence. It's fun, but it's also, like, the energy and the passion you put into it. feels like you are rapping for your life. Mm. Like what? Can you talk about like that? That energy and that passion. Like what? What, what that? I mean, it's the what I said. I was looking for is fifty, right? Mm-hmm. The idea give Richard die trying, right? Yeah. Like fifty meant that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's what I'm at. I'm rap. I'm mm-hmm. rap, bro. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like I make music. That's what I really fucking do. So mm-hmm. it's like I ain't here to play around. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm here to do my job. How often do you need breaks from? From music, like and and when you do take them, well, what do you like to do outside of music? The breaks, um, that's every now and then. Because honestly, making beats is feels like a break. As wild as that mm. is, that's like a break for me. But outside of that, we chilling. You know what I mean, I might like go on the roof, like to be out in the world. Like mm. that's the major thing. I like to just be in the sun and shit like that. Like that's where I feel like I think the best. Yeah, you know what I mean so. I just be out kicking it with the homies, going places to eat, 
smoke a little weed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I be yeah. chilling, bro. Like, mm-hmm. super, super just be chilling. Aside from Paris, where's your favorite place you've traveled to? Damn. Um... Jeez, I'm I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with L.A. Right, but it's only because specifically you said that, and I'm just thinking of when we went to L.A. This was like 2019. You know what I'm saying? It was me, all the homies, and shit like that. It was just a good ass time. I feel like that's the the major thing about uh, traveling and shit like that is the experience. Yes, you feel me? Like obviously you you want to be in the place, but that's a part of the experience. But who you with is, is a big part of that as well. You know. Mm-hmm. And to close, what is something like a bucket list thing that you want to accomplish in music? Mm, I want to do like five nights at the garden. <laughs> that's that's like some like yo. I, th- I think Harry Styles just wow, did that. But Burner Boy did like what two nights at, at MSG? Like that's listen. That's that's real. Wilding. Yeah, and I I feel like you're on that trajectory right now, man. Oh, y'all gonna have a long day with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, babe. Nah, for sure. It's coming. Five nights at the garden. I love that. I love that. Well, um, let the people know where to find you. Let the people know if, if there any, anything you want to and can promote. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> facts, facts, facts. Okay. Boom. HD been dope from the Nanos. You know what I'm saying? LABB, don't forget it. That's the family violation. Shout out to my guys. Wake Em Up is out right now. Go listen to it. Go listen to it again. Go listen to it another time and then go tell your moms to go listen to it. Tell your sister to go listen to it. Tell your auntie to go listen to it. Go outside. Tell somebody else. Yo, you heard that song, Wake Em Up by H.D. Ben Dope? It's crazy. <laughs> tell them to go listen. You feel me? Wake Em Up out now. I'm in promo game, baby. <laughs> That's a perfect transition because we have a very special performance for you all by H.D. Ben Dope. He performed. And I'm going to kill that. He did. You uh, see me? I'm going to kill it. Yeah. Kill it, he did. Kill it, he did. So make sure y'all tap into that. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. The button is right here, or it might be right here. It's going to be somewhere in front of me. Press that subscribe button. Thank you again, HD Dope, for pulling up, man. Mommy, I really appreciate it. Uh, congrats on all your success. I, I know that only more is coming. Um, I'm, I'm really, you, you are an inspiring fella, for real. Hey, You're very, man, very inspiring, that. dude. So. And you good at this. Thank you. Like, no, no, you really do this. Thank you, man. You feel me? Thank you, you really, really do this. I appreciate you, you that. You talking about expansion? You got that. There we go. There got we go. A hundred million. Don't play with me. <laughs> and so with that, we hope you all enjoy HD Bendo's performance of Wake Em Up. Again, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Tell a friend to tell a friend. If you're not on the train now, the train is going to be very full very, very soon. If it's not full already. So jump on the train now. Listen. Get your spot. You might not get a seat. You might have to hold on to the pole. You might Armand. get a little too close to someone. Armand. What's up? I'm telling you. People started jumping on the train and started getting real nasty. Mm-hmm. When you come on the train, be respectful. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. I know you're coming. <laughs> Just be respectful. That's all I ask. We got mad shit over here. It's good weed. You know what I'm saying? It's a good vibe. But be respectful when you come over here, please. That's it. That's it. <laughs> With that, that's Busy Sessions. Thank y'all. Thank you, HD. Enjoy. Yeah, AC Bendo from the Nanos, it's Violationist Lab, it's the Rock, you bastards, yeah. I just want a lot of cheese, with a cash be, am I, am I gotta be, hold on, ask me, if we pay.
Gotta tell him please. Now look, I'ma say wake him up and you at home, you gon' say wake him up. Everything could be so easy, but niggas gon' pray on the needy. The niggas gon' say that they need me. Huh. Don't give a damn, y'all fell away. We got a plan, put it in place. You want the limb, say it what it takes. Sleeping in the van, that was called a break. It was just a plan, it was just a play. Pistol in my hand, I was still in pain. I can make them dance, I can make them shake, I can make them pop. I can make them roll, I've been on the roll, I've been on the watch. Claiming I'm your op, nigga, no I'm not, bitch, I'm on big timing Five, four, six, don't fall, I flip, give me all of my shit, I won huh. Y'all won't bliss if I won't bliss, I love it, while they run huh. Only poppin' for the fun, huh. they gon' leave you at your worst huh. Pay attention when they front, huh. put them niggas in the dirt huh. Okay, 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 huh. we know you ain't with us, stay the fuck about my face huh. I know I've been dissing, got a lot up on my plate huh. Still gon' make a way, why? I just want a lot of cheese Winner. Winner. Cash. <laughs> him, I, him, I gotta be. Hold on, ask. Hold on, ask. Got a problem, please. Come and catch. Come and catch. You got a lot of Z's. Oh, fantastic. Now you gotta wake, wake, wake the fuck up. Wake him up. Wake him up.